Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Uh, it's Tuesday. Copy that one. And Craig Marshall. Yeah, the week started. <laughs> we're one day away from Wild Wednesdays. Yeah, very, we're very excited. Yeah, tomorrow the second Wild West Wednesday. We've got a few topics lined up, but we can't tell you <laughs> we until can't tomorrow. Any of those <laughs> yeah. Because uh, they're super fucked up. <laughs> so if you guys want us to talk about anything in particular uh, tomorrow, that's really fucked up. And it's or more fucked normal, up than what, what we would have to talk about. <laughs> we can talk about normal stuff too. Well, <laughs> it's not called Wild West Wednesdays. For, it's not called Normal Wednesdays. <laughs> like, oh, normal, yeah, like regular West Wednesdays. Regular, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, a civilized Western society. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, but until then, all the chats up now. Cool. Where's my? Let us know if you want any want us to talk about anything today. Uh, training, education, small business, big business. I'm sure it's scalable. Yeah, you know. Nathan. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the same shit. Yep. You just you do have it. three dudes running a big business. Every, everything well. I say, yeah, you think about it. Everything I say times ten. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of business, you've started your course. Your oh uh, yeah, um, I've started doing. I don't know what. They're actually calling it because there's so many names going around, but it's like the veteran entrepreneur business workshop thing. If you want to get into business or you're in business, you just want to learn more. And it's been really good. We've had one session so far, but we've all connected. I've had a few guys message me and connect on a few other things, a few of my ideas, a few of their ideas. Um, so, yeah, we've got two more sessions. This week. One this week, one next week. Right. And that's Where it, going total? To, yeah. Oh, I thought right. it was longer okay, than that, but yeah. It's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a little one. Because they're only just doing the online stuff now because of COVID, they've kind of had to yeah, chuck their whole workshop into an online thing. What's yeah. the What's the advice that you normally give people in these things that you would give someone to who's like, I'm looking at starting a business. What um, should I do? To be honest. What's your top three <laughs> it's biggest easy, pieces of advice? It's easy to start a business. And to run a business, it, all the information's there. Right. It's just hard work. Yes. And a lot of people have come to me and said, I want to start my business. I want to start a business as well. How did you do it? And I'm like, oh, great. Let's get into it. Hey, like, Brett. Hey, Brett. Uh, we can, yeah, I can definitely show you all the things for starting a business. But then when they're like, oh, I have to actually do work. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't, I don't just sit here and it just happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't just roll in. They see me now after like five years and I'm kind of actually making money and stuff. And they're like, oh, I want to make the money too. Yeah. But then when they realize you have to actually work to make the money. Where did that money come from? <laughs> Tell me. It must be a secret. Yeah. It nope. must be some quick fix. Explain yourself. But yeah, I guess my one, my main bit of advice would be if you want to get into business, you have to work really fucking hard. Yeah. Mm. That seems to be fairly consistent yeah. from most businessmen. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's consistent really with anything in life. Yeah. Like, What about networking? Because I remember you said to me the other day, you're like, yeah. oh, when I first started, I just wanted to keep all my ideas to myself. I have mm. all these great ideas. Don't want to share them. But then once you started networking, you realized that maybe it was Yeah. Different. Well, I realized that. Um, especially in the veteran community, there's there's that trust in the veteran community as well. But if I'm like, oh, I have this idea for whatever, either the person that I'm talking to isn't capable of doing that. Yeah. Like I just thought if I told a random person at the shops, they'd just then jump on their computer and steal it. <laughs> but for one, they probably don't want to anyway. Yeah. Secondly, it's a lot of hard work as a just been talking about so even yeah. if they did start it they'd probably fail um but yeah once i kind of got over that of oh, people stealing my good ideas and shit yeah and started talking about them it was far better to receive feedback yeah especially from like something like our website that i spend every day on i miss a lot of things so yeah. it's really good to get feedback mm. it's also kind of people use it it's kind of like it's tested on the go, tested yeah. live. So there's a, there's a lot of yeah. things, despite how rigorous you were with making it perfect. Yeah, there's and there's always things, things that, that I... People going, oh, you know, how do I do this or this isn't working or even yeah. making it slightly more user-friendly. So which despite how user-friendly you seem to make it, there's always... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. but there's always another user. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's um, a question there. I don't know if we want to address that and then come back to small business stuff. Most likely Jordan. Hello. Um, 
as someone well, who else could it be weighing just under eighty kilos? What are the deadlift, squat, bench, PBs realistically achievable through a single hour-long workout each day over a period of about a year? I guess that's a, that's a very hard question to answer. Yeah. yeah. So can you just say it again? Because you want to compare. So he weighs eight, he weighs eighty kilos. Yeah. I guess he's asking realistically what uh, what it, should what's you be a realistic in a, in a year dead bench squat? Yeah. Over a year. Do you want to compete? I don't really know what you mean about the through a single hour-long session thing. So I think he's just saying that's his training time limits on a day basis. Oh, okay. Yeah, if he trains an yep. hour a day for a year, yep. okay. what should he likely be getting? I um, think what, subjective to you, Jordan. She said in, a hard question, I know. Yeah, well, I think subjective to you, you could see a lot of improvement on like for yourself because that's like... You know, there's people that are 80 kilos, they can lift two or three times <coughs> their body weight. Hey, yeah, I want to know. My Twitch. first question is, what are you starting at? Like, uh, what's your, do you train regularly now? Do you have a number that you could hit on bench, you know, confidently? And I don't want to know, like, a, I, I could probably hit mm. 100 kilos. I guess it's a bit closer to What was to the last because... time you lifted heavy and what, what was it? And if it was for two or three or five or 10 reps, just tell me that because I can work with that. But... You know, what have you 100% lifted before or have you never once before done a squat bench and deadlift? It's probably a lot closer to me because I'm between 85 and 90. Yeah, but you've also been training for like yeah. eight years. Well, yeah, that's what I mean when I say someone that's 80 kilos could lift two or three times a weight or they could, you know, barely lift a bar depending on the person. And it depends on if you want to compete or not. If, if you, you want, want to ask us here, um, feel free. We'll read it. But if you want to hit us up after as well for a bit more in depth. Yeah, but we are happy to discuss it right now yeah. for you. Yeah. Well. Um, um, I guess beginners make very quick gains. Yeah. If you spend an hour a day on Thanks, Thomas a powerlifting on specific program, but you aren't worried about your weight, like because your weight will go up. If you train properly and you eat enough to recover, you're probably going to gain weight. If you wanted to compete, and I and I was coaching you for a competition, you said in 12 months I want to compete. I want to hit the best possible numbers I can. Well, I'd tell you, don't worry about the weight class. I'm going to eat as much as it takes to recover, so put you in a significant surplus, and then train you just in the powerlifting movements for the next 12 months, you know, make you as strong as in those lift as, lifts as we possibly can. If you want to remain at 80 kilos, then the caloric surplus would have to be very minor just for the muscle gain. Um, you know, if you had other goals like, you know, you wanted to see some definition or you wanted to look good for summer or whatever it is, um, you'd probably have to change the training program a little bit to reflect that and then the numbers on squat bench and deadlift wouldn't be as high. He said, he's a generally fit guy training these lifts for about eight months, no idea on his 1RM bench, 50 push-ups confirmed, 140 kg deadlift, 90 yeah. kg squat, no need to compete just for personal achievement. Yeah. Not that keen on weight gain. Okay. In that case, I would say don't even worry about the numbers in 12 months. Just look for constant progress. So, you know, things happen in a 12-month period that you can't control. Maybe you get injured. Maybe COVID rocks up. You can't fucking go to the gym. Maybe you get restricted to just doing push-ups rather than bench. You know what I mean? But rather than saying, oh, in 12 months, I must hit this particular number, which you would have to do if you wanted to compete but if you don't want to compete there's no need to hit a specific number you should just look for constant progress indicators those might be uh, your technique constantly gets better and better uh, the weight on the bar will go up as long as your te technique consistently gets closer and closer to perfect so do your research look at the stuff online and see what you know a really good squat a really good bench you know safe i mean um, and don't compare it to other people who might have different limb lengths and stuff. Look at the scientific research. Look at powerlifting coaches that are saying, you know, in general, elbows should be for the bench press, elbows should be 45 degree from the shoulder. So as long and, you know, elbows are under wrists, wrists are locked out, this sort of stuff, rather than saying, oh, I need my bench press to look exactly like fucking Larry Wheels or something. Mm. You go, oh, I just need, when I do my bench press, I'm going to try and make every rep perfect. Um, and if you can do that over time, the weight will go up no matter what. Um, always, and, you know, it might be a case of not hitting one specific number in 12 months, but you're able to do, say, um, 
I mean, over a 12-month period, we started not being able to do a set of five 100-kilo bench. This was a while ago. And then 12 months later, we're doing 100-kilo bench as an accessory after we're already fatigued for sets of eight, you know. So it is – you will see progress, and the best way to see progress is to not look at the number on the bar in your situation, I mean. Uh, It's to look at things like technique, try, you know, tempo movements, try to – Try to do, say, bench press or squats or deadlifts where you have complete control over the whole movement, you know, uh, so that you're not spending 12 months saying, oh, in 12 months I will deadlift one uh, 200 kilos and you take shortcuts to get there. You know, your form is sacrificed. You start to let some rounding in the back happen. You know, you might get a niggling knee injury, stuff like this. So don't look for the numbers, especially in your situation. Just keep doing what you're doing. Be consistent and um, and and try and be technically perfect, you're gonna the numbers will go up, I guarantee it. Mm. Yeah. Like you said, especially for a beginner, you'll see a heap of gains yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Also consider your diet as well. Because you're saying you weren't that keen on weight gain, which is fine. Um, you don't need to put on ten kilos no. or anything. Just um, You'll get stronger. Yeah. Just be willing, just make sure you're eating enough. Yeah. You and know. balanced nutrition, you yeah. know. So if I mean, eat lots of red meat. If you don't eat red meat, make sure your protein and your iron and stuff is coming in through other ways. And then, you know, balance the carbs and the fats. Or if you don't like carbs, have more fats <laughs> and less carbs. If you don't like fats, have more carbs and less fats. He said, much appreciated. Thanks for the advice. Love the page. We had 91 Tay before said, checked out all your articles today. Good read. Oh, cheers, Thanks, dude. Hello we and appreciate thank it. you. Um, Base Pro Bro over on Twitch said hi. Hey, Base. And Thomas said, I like the website. Thumbs up. Oh, Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Should we go back to talking about small business stuff? Um, yeah. Yeah, small business. Small business. It's hard work. And yeah, food. I remember. <laughs> I think I thought it was funny. Like, And you always think, oh, if you get this like sick idea that you can't tell anyone in case they steal it. But then, and you said before, you're like, oh, they're probably not capable of yeah. of making it happen. And you don't mean that they're not like as smart as you or whatever, they just aren't going to put the time in, you know, because we've seen what it takes to get even like a relatively average idea off the ground. Yeah. You know, this, there's nothing groundbreaking about, say, bearded line. Mm. You know, that's not a brand new thing. And there's not a whole lot groundbreaking about three dudes training people in a gym and writing some stuff and putting it on the internet and, and making some belts. This is, and I mean, yes, we were the first people to bring custom training belts to Australia inside the Australian market. But that wasn't a huge step away from just regular belts, you know. Mm. So, and the amount of work that has gone into making something happen that kind of already happens has been huge, let alone if you have this fucking like genius level idea. And like people have ideas all the time. I mean, we have a few mates that... I was going to say like no, there's no such job as an ideas person. (laughs) Like no one's ever going to hire you just to just sit there all day and be like... It's come to me. I've got it. Yeah, this, the next big thing. This would I've be got a it. sick idea. Yeah, you know, somebody anyone, should do this. <laughs> yeah, anyone can think of an idea. It's the people. It's all the tangible work that yeah. has yeah. to go into the idea. And one of the guys I connected with as well, I guess the type of person that would steal your idea is someone that's also very passionate about entrepreneurship and whatever. But like the guy I was talking to that I'm talking to at the moment, he I shared a lot of my ideas with him. And he shared a lot of his ideas with me, but I have so much going on that there's no way I could then be like, oh, I'm just going to change industries. I think that's fair for like most people, you know, even if I've got like a nine to five office job, right, and I just dream every day about doing something different, someone comes to me and goes, I've got this sick idea, I want to, I don't know, sell interstellar pets or something. And you go, oh, that is a sick I idea. Wanna, I, I want to know about it. Still, that's now. <laughs> that Ooh. is a sick idea. Yeah. I'm going to do that. And then they're like sitting at their nine to five job going, can't oh, wait to get home and work on my interstellar pets idea yeah, and steal it from dollars. that guy. And then they get home from their fucking job and they're like, fuck that. I'm yeah. going to watch some TV, make some dinner and not make interstellar pets. I'll play a video <laughs> game about interstellar pets instead. I'm sure <laughs> it's, it's fucking out there. And like, yeah, a lot of people don't even know where... Well, what I've found is people don't even know how businesses start. Like, yeah. Well, like I, starting this, people, well, I don't know. I think 
I've just found over the years, people have just been like, oh, how did you even do that? Like, how did you create that thing yeah. from thin air? They're like, they just think that like we made companies, it up. <laughs> yeah. I guess what they think is you need a lot words. of money to start. Like you Actually, need a million dollars to start a company. There was a really good um, chapter on that in the book Sapiens where he talks about like once, com- about yeah, it, once yeah. companies sort of started to, and it was like um, he compares it to like saying the magic words. You like you get your wizard, which is obviously like a lawyer or something, and they put everything in writing and they write it down. They write the company name and put whatever PTYLTD. It. Now it's all on the internet. You got your mm. fucking e wizard there, <laughs> but you know. And then they wave their like magic wand, sign the thing, and suddenly this thing that didn't exist exists, yeah. and it has rights and stuff. Mm. You know, it's <laughs> got like it owns property yeah. and it has this ability to hold like money. Yeah, it's like like a real human being, and it takes responsibility for our fuck ups like yeah. to an extent the company as a company structure is it like has insurances and stuff so that if we as an individual person fuck up something the company goes don't worry bro i got it yeah well for so anyone to know that when you um register as a company you it becomes kind of yeah like marshall was saying like an entity and it does protect the people that mm-hmm. own it and that's you know a lot of businesses do that so they're safe from say losing their personal belongings because the company mm. is seen as this entity that will be punished for things. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a, you it's, just create a brand new human. Yeah, or something. yeah. And, just, and like you said before, it's all out there. The information's online. See, so yeah, I could. And what I have done before is I can literally give you step by step how to create a business, and even if you wanted to do what I've been doing in other businesses, I even created this really like unique way to do it as well like this system that really that's starting to really work it's just a lot of hard work so yeah i could tell you how to go from here to start at a business that's earning money i suppose it's very similar to every single fucking day to do it's like Mm. i can tell you like we can tell you how to get a big bench or a Mm. big squat or whatever the the issue is yeah is the you know one hour every day for 12 months you have to do something you know there's no like with this easy trick, you'll bench over 500 pounds. Well, I guess, you know. And or the, we talked about this before. The easy trick exists. It's ex- the exercise. It's exercise, yeah. yeah. It's the- <laughs> I think that, you know, you see all the, the fad fitness industry now. It's kind of like, you know, this one easy trick will get you six-pack abs and shit. And there's the same yeah, thing in business. Same it's, thing like. Um, like Nagel's saying, you don't need a million dollars to start a business. You can. There's ways you can do it from your home online yeah. without you know, and we last year we were working from home. We didn't need, we didn't have a big shed full of products and shit like that. You can do everything from home when you can on your phone or computer. Yeah. And all that inf- on how to do that, that information also exists, but then there's the kind of equivalent, equivalent oh, kind of, I don't even want to tell you. What Someone said write an article. Said. Yeah. I fucking asked him to multiple yeah, times. We okay, trying to get him here's, to- here's the funny thing. It takes so much, like it's, so hard to grow a business. I don't have time to write an article about it. <laughs> we, if you just give us a little bit of things, we can make it something. We'll put it well, together. what yeah. I have done is a guy, a veteran hit, did hit me up and say, how do I start a business? Mm. And I wrote him quite a big emails, almost article size. Yeah. Um, so that I am planning to clean up a bit and put it into an article. Well, And that you- was literally from absolutely nothing to just having like a registered company yeah mm. and it costs like and all up i think do, it costs like 120 bucks or something. yeah do you still do the midnight entrepreneur no so yeah because nath was recording kind of his own podcast thing kind of um vlog about because a lot of his work he did when he was still in the army and working nine to, like you know eight to four he was doing all of his business stuff on the side in his own hours you know a lot of the time over yeah. midnight so you you were recording like kind of how to business stuff. And well, I that's probably what I'd like see. to write an article about as well is how you can work your nine to five in the military mm. and then go home. I the only thing is I don't have experience with a family. Yeah. So mm. I could write if you're a single dude. Yeah. That doesn't have any responsibilities, not even like a pet. <laughs> then yeah. I can. And tell you. That's, <laughs> that sort of goes into a couple of things like we were talking about last year. We were at home, working from home mm. a lot, you know, for a very long time before we had this office. Everything was done at our own desks. But, you know, the flip side is there's no one paying us to do this shit, you mm. know. And so, like, you need to be able to justify having, like, almost 12 months worth of 
spare cash basically and saying oh with that money rather than take holidays or you know go out drinking all the time or you know whatever you would normally plan to do with your savings you have to make that conscious decision to go i'm going to use this to try and get a company off the ground and if it doesn't work that money is probably gone Mm. you know so that's another risk and then on top of that you know Nathan started a couple of businesses, but he's very good at starting uh, low risk. But the problem is with low risk is like people want that reward instantly. With the lower the risk, the lower the output of the business until you build it up. So it takes a few years to turn that very low risk into high output. Yes. Like with my Hydra system, which you named. Yeah. uh, Welcome. It's extremely efficient business that a single person can run. So you have no overheads online business, but you just won't see any profit for probably at least a year. Yeah. You won't see any profit at all, but you can basically start with zero dollars. And this is like, that's the kind of thing that makes this sort of stuff so hard is, you know, can you imagine telling someone and like with exercise, at least you get 12 months of like newbie gains. Mm, (laughs) Like if you work your ass off in the gym for 12 months, I promise you're going to see some sick results. And people go, yeah, fuck yeah. And they do it and they see the results. They go, yes. If you tell someone you do this for 12 months and you won't see probably any reward. It's just lots and lots of effort, very little coming mm, back yeah. to you. The chances of someone sticking with that is quite low. And on top of that, they need an, they either need another job or they need, you know, a gift from fucking. Yeah, well, that's a lot of time people that actually do it either love it like Nath, yeah, and that's or, or they're super committed or both like Nath. So yeah, yeah well, that's the at thing. At least one of those things, ideally both. That's another yeah. big thing. If I wanted to just make money there's other industries i would go into one is women's fashion so money. <laughs> and that's not it. like We're doing it yeah that's not like me creating You're dresses and shit it's like selling idea. like i've read stat case studies of people that just sell like jewelry and stuff yeah. and you can there's so much money to be made but i'm not passionate about that so mm. i would give up very easily i think yeah the businesses i start are around what i'm extremely passionate about yeah and that's that why i excited. can that's why I can sometimes go a week on like four hours sleep a night. <laughs> and donuts. <laughs> it's not healthy, man. It's not healthy. And that's a, th- yeah. And even I mean, you probably don't need to be as crazy as I was starting a business. You could probably just put a couple of hours a night into it. And yeah. The more work you put in, the faster or better. Yeah. Probably. yeah and the easier yeah, you manage yeah, the problems, yeah. you learn more. And like I, I would say for you, a lot of the process has not been doing as much as it has been reading, watching, you know, a lot of this time where you're busy doing stuff is learning all these new mm. things so that you can actually put it like I remember. Do you know what I learned all last night for about five hours? What? <laughs> How to fucking use that industrial selling oh. machine. <laughs> so See, this is the kind of that. random shit that Nate's apartment is basically a sweatshop. Too. Yeah. So you walk in there and there's like leather belts and bits of material and like all these patches and machines and, and then you just got little, like little kids and... like with yeah. bleeding hands from sewing. Nathan's the little kid. He's yeah, Nathan's the little skinny kid. little boy yeah. because he stopped coming to training <laughs> and he just does these weird little things in his house. But And that's another interesting thing if I was to like look at Nathan's resume or something, Nathan goes, oh, fuck this small business shit. I want to get a real job now. <laughs> and he rocks up to a big company and they go, oh, okay, well, what have you been doing for the past fucking 12 months? Not even that, even longer. And he says, oh, you know, I was a small business owner. They just go, fuck off. In most <laughs> places would just tell you to get fucked. Yeah. But the amount of skills that you have that a whole bunch of other people, the number one being you know how to, problem solve because when you encounter an issue in a small business you can't just go over to like the department that handles (laughs) interstellar pets and go hey guys one of the fucking space crabs got loose really need your help on this one (laughs) it's an absolute mess you know you have to look up you know what do i do to catch space crabs like (laughs) and this this is just coming to me (laughs) and you have to sit down and fucking figure it out yourself like Nobody, and I remember last year when someone was like, oh, we need to see your business plan. We just went, oh, fuck, we better write a business plan. And this is like two dudes or three dudes that have been in the army for a long time. We've never, there's never been a demand on us to write a business plan. Not once. I haven't done a business course. Dan hasn't done a business course. 
And so we found a business plan online, a template, and we mm. sort of scrolled through it and went, okay, this seems like what it should look like. Let's try and fill in the, the blanks here. And it was like this process Brett of going back and forth. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this process of just as well. going back and forth trying to figure out these fucking, this form that like, I mean, you could do your MBA and probably have to do a few of them. But then later on when Dan and I were doing one of our um, PT certs, one of the modules is like write a business plan yeah. for like your fake business that you're going to, and we just fucking like <laughs> quickly did an edit on now, like eight different business plans that we've written <laughs> over the past 12 months, sent it through and there you go. It's like, and it was more detailed than the kind of stuff that they were looking for because we learned the hard way, which is what our podcast is fucking called yep. for this exact reason. Shameless pitch. Yeah. <laughs> we had to sit down and figure it out for ourselves because no one was going to tell us, oh, yeah, you like in this segment of the business plan, you should be filling out this sort of stuff, you know. And, and like Nate said, it's all there. It's all on Google. Mm. You just have to know what to search and keep searching and keep reading. It's the same with fitness realistically. You I don't keep looking and yeah. you'll figure it out. I don't understand people as well. I, I don't understand people in general because I'm a bit <laughs> fucking weird. But <laughs> people ask a question when the question, the answer is there. It's, it's on your, it's on your fucking data pad. People always, it's on your people always text me. Uplink. People text me questions, and I'm like, and all as I do is put, I copy the question they've asked and put it in Google, <laughs> and then send them the response. The and they think though. that I'm like. They're like, wow, he's fucking gone. <laughs> but really, I'm just a guy with an internet connection. Yeah. No, I think the reason they are asking you is because they trust that you'll communicate it in a way that, which apparently copy and paste is more than enough yeah. for these people. But, um, you know, you, you well, over this time of doing the small business stuff, you've developed an ability to sort the good information from the shit information, right? And a uni degree will give you this yeah. kind of skill as well. <laughs> But this is something that you have to practice is being able to discern between stuff that probably isn't what you're looking for and the answer that is on the right track. And that's, I guess that's the issue with Google and why people might not want to immediately just Google search stuff is they'll do the search and then they won't know which fucking link to click. They don't know yeah. what video to watch. And you know, you watch like fucking 10 or you read like 10 little articles and you go, oh, okay, I think from these 10 articles, the answer is now this. You yeah. Know? Trent said, just don't talk to academics about business plans. Are they, are they a nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, our business is going just fine. And our, <laughs> and our business plan, bulletproof, yep. as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. And yeah, see, nice. like, the only time we'd really need a business plan is if we, like, tr wanted to get some sort of funding. Plus, show me every single business that started in the past 24 months where they mentioned pandemic planning. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll show you how we fucking handled it with our military ability to think on our feet <laughs> and how they handled it by going back to the drawing board and going, oh, we better rewrite the business plan. Yeah, fuck, we're, we're actually going to lose money, Virgin. <laughs> yeah. Virgin Australia. Yeah, where was your business plan? Yeah, you idiots. You fucked it. <laughs> yeah, like. Business plans now need to put like alien invasion or yep. yeah. space what's, grab what's it's called in business? Agile? Agile yeah, business? Yeah. So in yeah. the tech industry, they call it agile. But realistically, agile is just being able to solve problems as they arise without the need for going back and forth through this huge communication channel that tends to weigh down most big businesses. Um, one thing when I was working in IT recruiting, I learned a lot about the tech industry because I was trying to put people in jobs that they would be good at and one thing I came across was this agile philosophy where you know in the tech industry now because there's so much demand for new technology and the technology that people have they want it to be updated they don't just want to replace their fucking phone every 12 months or like you know the functionality of their software might not be good enough like we learned with our website you know just because we think it's good enough someone's going to come to us with an issue you don't just go oh well it sucks to be you mm. you you put in place a plan and you fix that issue and then and that's called agile software development but when i read about it i realized it was just how um you know we would deal with stuff on the ground i mean in the military we call it a cmap process or combat military appreciation but it's basically just you know as you're walking through terrain or whatever it might be as you're going about your mission 
you adjust how you would respond to threats as they would arise. And you have something called actions on, which is like basically if this happens, we will do this. Mm. But the idea is that you're not constantly nailed down to one thing because if you are, it's very easily exploited. So you have your normal drills, like your day-to-day going about our task, but when something like COVID happens, you can't just be locked into exactly what you do every single day because you'll fail. And that's, and, you know, that's agile, basically, to mm. the tech industry. Well, it didn't take the tech industry very long to figure that out because they realized there's an interesting, you know, there's interesting stuff about agile where they talk about previous to it existing, you know, a vacuum cleaner would release like a vacuum cleaner company, for example, would release like three models and you mm. just had to be happy with one of those options, mm. you know, but they realized you couldn't just do that with software. You couldn't yeah. just release you know, Microsoft Office and be and say, well, that's the office you get, you know, and you have to be happy with that because people would go, oh, well, I'll just go find a new one that does the thing that I want. And it was become with the internet, it becomes so easy to go and find yeah. software that does what you want, for, probably for less money. You know, you have to add value somehow. So mm-hmm. Microsoft and those other big companies, Microsoft was a big one, figured out that they had to release regular updates. And I guess the most relevant one is, is COD. You know, those fuckers update every single week there's no like oh is there really yeah Yeah, so if you play call of duty they update every thursday or something in australia and it's like 10 gig each (laughs) fucking time 30 this time oh my (laughs) god and like but if they didn't do that people would inevitably just stop playing because they just oh this game doesn't have all the features that i want they're not fixing the fucking problems that Mm. i can clearly experience while playing whereas with this agile software development they can release one game and I was watching a video where this game's planned to be used as like a staple of their software that they sell or whatever for like the next six years or something. So they're going to keep Warzone and just continuously update it for six years and provide story elements that tie into the next six Call of Duty games. That's pretty wild. So if you are looking to start a business or something, you need to be able to plan in a way that allows you to adapt to bullshit, basically, which is exactly what <coughs> Call of Duty are doing, even if it takes up all my fucking space on my computer. <laughs> Assholes, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, sorry, Brett. He texted me a question because Instagram has a word limit. Oh, okay. <laughs> As fuckers. Uh, but basically, he wants to know if we do healthcare stuff like chiropractic care and remedial massage care or anything else you guys do. Trent does. Trent's and yeah, if so you do, how often do you recommend getting this I've, care? Oh, we yeah, get we it. We, yeah. I've never done any like of that stuff before up until recently or last week. Yeah. Uh, me and Marshall. Cause in, yeah. In balance to the gym we're in um, one of the guys that owns it, he is a um, acupuncturist mm-hmm. with a PhD. Um, but yeah, his bachelor's in exercise science and whatnot. Yeah. But he's he treats a lot of people, and he did us for free, just like a quick thirty minute kind of thing. Um, and that was the first time I've ever done it, and it was really good. Um, but and I probably should have done stuff in the past, like yeah. for injuries and things like that that I've had instead of just working around them. Mm. So I haven't really done much with it, but I do recommend doing certain kinds. Brett's just gone and seen a chiropractor for his lower back, and chiropractors. Got- I've have heard a bad reputation. They yeah, do. I've heard yeah. mixed things about chiropractors. Yeah. If it's even like good for you. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, well, I think in the academic world, there's not a lot of um, what they would consider valid studies on yeah. a lot of the things they do. Yeah. Um, like all other, like a lot of, you know, all other parts of science have to have rigorous studying and testing to mm. be considered valid, yeah, scientifically yeah. valid, whereas chiropractic care doesn't have that. Mm. So, so it cops quite a lot of flack yeah. from other areas of science. My advice when it comes to remedial therapy is if it makes you feel better and it's not doing more damage, mm. you know, because... I mean, and there's very few things when it comes to like your physical well-being that are going to make you feel better and do more damage at the same time. Like that's, it's quite hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Except for something like (laughs) opioids. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is why remedial therapy is okay. Mm. Because if what the chiropractor is doing, if he's going about it in a safe way and he's doing manipulations that aren't oh she sorry (laughs) that's my bad um (laughs) yeah that's yeah if they are um (laughs) if they are doing the manipulations in a way that is not causing you pain 
and it's a gradual process rather than just instantly fucking reefing you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet just pulling you you know, just straighten you out Stretch or something. torture. Yeah. yeah. Giving you the, uh, <laughs> or your mollus. Yeah. yeah. If it makes you feel better, it is not necessarily bad, you know. Um, Charlotte said chiropractors are considered alternative therapies. Yes. Not a lot of evidence-based trials to support. Yes. Um, and Brett said, I got remedial massage today and it was so painful, but I feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of Because I've even been to said. a um, exercise physiologist um, or a physio, whatever he was, and he, yeah, he gave me a good um, back massage, like, and at the time, because he, he was going real hard. Yeah. I mean, he did that for a reason. He knows what he's doing, yeah. and it was, like, sore, but it did help. Yeah. So well, it may hurt a little bit during them. Remedial massage is designed to manipulate the fascia, so, like, mm. the tissue that connects all yeah. of your muscles and stuff together because that can get tight and can build up, um, you know, basically knots is, you know, the casual way of putting it. But... You can work those out with things like trigger point or remedial massage, you know, and that allows you to gain a range of movement that you may not have had before. The thing, um, another thing is like external stimulation, like the acupuncture we received last week, uh, when Trent did my hamstrings, he put an electric current through the needles that uh, caused my hamstring to activate, so contract and relax over and over again. And what that did is it's working my hamstring through a contraction that I might not be able to do in the gym, you know, or I can't fire my muscles because I don't have the neural connection with my hamstring developed properly and he's bypassing my shitty neural connection with a fucking needle and a wire which is going to allow me to do things that i can't do myself so that is a situation where remedial therapy in that in that context is helping me either heal or make progress because i don't have the ability to do that on my own um so i i definitely stand behind remedial therapy whether it be you know, acupuncture or as long as you are vetting the person that's doing it and you're mm. getting it for the right reasons and you're and it's a safe environment and, you know, there is progress and this person is a professional and they treat you as such, you know. So it's same with anything else though. If you go to a PT, I mean, there's heaps of, ex, there's heaps of scientific studies backing exercise, but there's a whole lot of shit PTs out yeah, there. Yeah, it's like anything. Or people that are going to tell you to do the wrong thing. Probably the same with doctors, realistically. I mean, we talk about on one of our podcasts, a doctor just telling Dan not to do deadlifts anymore. And going back to the chiropractor thing, you know, people would probably say to Louis Simmons, oh, don't do fucking reverse hyperextensions. You just broke your back. And yet that's the thing that made, made his back better. Mm. So we know that although there may not be huge amounts of scientific studies yet into certain things, those things take time. And if you're not willing to try stuff to get better, an active recovery will always be better than an inactive, you know, mm. sitting on your ass just hoping things get better. Um, and... Sometimes you have to go through that process of trial and error, you know. Um, Charlotte said remedial therapy can be used alongside appropriate med care and training if it helps yeah. you. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. So, yeah, if if you're getting um, remedial therapy, also yeah. go get professional help. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, and you shouldn't be taking all your advice from one person, you know. I, you should not be getting medical advice from me. I'm no. not a qualified medical practitioner. Right, but I will send you to a doctor if you need medical advice. Right, um, you shouldn't be getting all of your training advice from your acupuncturist. I, I mean, and in Trent's case, we're lucky because he is a qualified, you know, exercise physiologist or whatever, and yeah. has knowledge in that area. But you should be getting multiple opinions because care should be holistic. You know, your physical and mental health should be approached all at the same time from a bunch of different angles. You know, you shouldn't just go to that one person or you shouldn't just see the doctor, especially if the doctor has no idea what exercise can do for you. You know, a doctor is rarely the kind of person that's in the gym with someone every single day getting them stronger. The doctor's sitting in their office helping a bunch of people with their fucking medical issues. Mm -hmm. So speak to the doctor, speak to your PT. Ideally, those two people fucking speak together. In a centre like what we've got here... We speak to Trent about the treatment of people. We speak to Dr. Kev, our psychologist, about the treatment that we give to veterans so that it helps their mental and physical health at the same time. 
you know, so and ideally in the future, we have a GP on tap. We've got more psychs, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, because in other outside of places like that, you get referred somewhere. Mm. So you may also need a psychologist and refer you here. You may also need a physio refer to you, say this is your doctor. Um, But there's, you know, that kind of stretched communication, whereas here it's very all in one place. So Brett said after seeing him, I can now lift my arms out from my sides above my head. Haven't been able to do that for a while. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that could be a result of a couple of things. You know, it could be the release of tissue or he could be stimulating muscles that you just, your brain has forgotten how to use properly. Mm. Um, So I would say if that's the case, keep going to see him and also potentially talk to a coach or a trainer or whatever about regaining the neural pathways so that your brain can fire the things it needs to fire so that you can retract your scalps properly to lift your arms above your head, you know. So it's it's all a long-term process realistically. Yeah. Look at this bloody handsome guy. Hey. Oh, so, Wakes, you gorgeous man. It's a nice-looking shirt right there. And a good-looking dude. Yeah, if anyone else has any other questions, we would be happy to answer them. Um, we were talking about small business earlier. I don't know how long we have left. Uh, right. 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Little yeah bit we're of time. Amble Live at 5. We go live Monday to Friday. We're live from 5 to 6 p.m. Yep. And we just take up on anyone's questions and we talk training, business, mental health, physical health. Speaking of small business, um, hey. Naomi's getting a heap of orders and hey. I remember packing fucking oh, yeah. hundreds oh, of yeah. orders. We still do it on it's, a like yeah. monthly basis almost. Um, shout out to her. I guess it's it's a very lengthy process, but and that's part of the fucking extremely hard work for small business. Yes, pack, packing, yeah. labeling. I think even shipping. you know Jim Sharp. Yeah. I just watched that video. I think we watched a while ago. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying early days he was sewing yeah. his own like gym wear yeah. together, like in his own little sweatshop, and then selling them and packaging them. And that brings up a good point. Technology now has made it extremely easy to start a business yeah and um, i like that's one thing i notice about like seeing that photo especially is we were lucky because you've done all of that before yeah. and so now you've got the label printer you've got yeah. the process <laughs> that just says oh you just take the box put the belt in it <laughs> stick this on it, and man dan are just like in the kitchen <laughs> robots yeah. yeah just sticking stuff on like but we thankfully because of nathan we didn't have to go through the process of well, what label? Out. How do I fucking do I write this on? <laughs> I navigate the postal service website. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I don't know if I would have made it past dealing with Ozpost. No. You know, I have such a bad relationship yeah. with them that it would it would just explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, brought to its knees. Trent said a good therapist will refer and create a treatment plan, yes. which yeah. is true. Yeah. Um, and Brett said awesome things, guys. Yeah. If you're feeling better, Brett. That's, and that's one thing we do here is, you know, we don't just hope for the best every time someone walks in. Mm-hmm. You know, every person that we see regularly, they have a program, there's structure, they know exactly what they're doing every time they walk in, ideally, unless they've got, you know, there's a niggling thing or whatever, and then we adjust on the day. Um, and then we speak to uh, Dr. Kev regularly so that we touch base and make sure that we're all over any particular issues that might be coming up. And in the case of Trent as well, you know, if there's someone that we see that also sees him for remedial stuff, we talk to him regularly about like when he did you and said, oh, his scaps are doing this or whatever. Yeah, he didn't kind of just say, oh, yeah. Come back next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he specifically came upstairs to see me and said, well, next time you guys train or when you train, just know this is what's happening with mm. Nathan's body. Yeah, it's a coordinated treatment. It's not like someone comes in, oh, I've got type 2 diabetes, box squats. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, they would be doing They would squats. be doing box squats. Yeah. It's, well, it's not like, you know. But we don't immediately get them on the treadmill and crank it up to like 90% heart rate for 30 minutes. Yeah. Naomi just, just joined. Good luck. I'll be back in 30 minutes. Oh, welcome, Naomi. Hey, Naomi. We were literally about you. just talking about you. Yeah, yeah. I saw your. All good things. I saw your <laughs> photo of all your parcels and I was just, we're talking about small business. So I was just saying how that's such a lengthy process and Packing everything. I still remember when I first moved to Brisbane. I was staying with you. Oh yeah, at night, like on your knees and the watching TV, just like packing. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's um, it's a pretty. I call it. I call these tasks like zombie tasks. Yeah, you can watch. You can sit there and watch Netflix while you're just packing orders. Like, yeah, what's another one? Yeah, like there's heaps of. Just it takes a lot of time to do. Emails. 
No, I email Sagafield. Yeah. <laughs> really little sewing things with your hands involved. Well, patches. <laughs> like a lot a lot of the patching, um, the work I do with patches, when I'm just like cutting them out or gluing velcro or whatever, I just I have Netflix on in the back. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's so still pretty, is a uh, lot. patches of fuck. You know yeah. why? Yeah. <laughs> it's because a really think, good part came on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a big thing for you has been like, you'll do something for a period of time and while you're doing it, you constantly think, how the fuck can I automate this so that I'm still doing all this stuff, but realistically it's just a computer doing it for me because, one, you don't have to pay anyone mm. for a, a sewing machine that you just push a program and it does what it needs to do. You know, and that's the beauty of technology. Yeah, is- I'm, really, I'm really for tech. I'll try and integrate it anywhere i can well i remember even back really when you pro were hive mind yeah <laughs> well, even when you were just doing a bit of line you were showing us when an order comes through as a, as opposed to doing the whole manual <laughs> process you had a script so you yeah. would just double click the script and the script would run and fill everything yeah. out for you and you sit there and go ah. Ah. <laughs> another order yeah. when you could have been using that time for something else yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and like i said and with um Brett said or Dusty Wombat. Yeah, that's what you're watching. Oh, yeah. No, that's exactly right. Last night I was watching him stream while I was trying to figure out the sewing machine. Um, Sewing machines are hard. (laughs) Um, What was I saying? Yeah, whatever. Whatever (laughs) Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, the beauty of automation is it gives you time to do nothing, which when you're a small business owner or you're trying to get something started, you'll very quickly find that every single hour of your day is taken up with something that needs to be done mm. at some point. And there's no there's no boss standing behind you going, need this done by five, The mate. worst yeah. the the, thing is... The boss is the person on the yeah. other end going, when do I get my shit? And you're going, well, I could sleep or I could process all this stuff. You know, so you have to make the decision between potentially a customer being pissed off or you just going about your regular life. Yeah, being being the, my own boss... I'm way harder on myself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, if something's not done, you don't get to go to bed. I think it's (laughs) a lot of of personal investment. It's not like, it's not, you know, when you get like a disappointed surge, oh, sorry, I'll I'll try way harder next time. (laughs) Trust me. I got you. Whereas this, you know, like I said I would do this and I didn't. And now, you know, it's not just like the financial reward, which is obviously very important, but it's like, if I'm going to make this work, I need to fucking do the right thing. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to feel like a failure. That's one thing that we were talking about the other day as well. Um, I Like, I work so hard on these because I'm the owner of them kind of thing. But yeah. I know that on you when directly. I, um, like, my employees aren't going to work as hard as me because they don't own mm. part of the company. They're just doing a nine-to-five job kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And um, that's, I mean, we talked about this about the office job that I mm. worked at where you could very clearly see, you know, these two guys had started this company and they were so invested in, you know, 13 years of super fucking hard work. For them, this company was everything, it's you know. child. Yeah, yeah. and it, it not only had it brought them, like, misery on some days but huge amounts of success as well. You know, they they were able to provide for their family with this thing that they created. You know, you're passionate about something like that. And you could see the people that had been along for that journey were also equally as passionate, but it's so hard being that person to see someone else and think, oh, they probably don't care about this as much as I do. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, we think that like, this is sort of our baby and we like, we care a lot about this company, but the people that buy our shirts probably don't really give a fuck about Anvil as much as we do. Yeah, you know? yeah. um, and the people that tune into this, they might like hearing us talk or whatever, but they probably don't really give a fuck about the company itself. <laughs> Whereas like this is our, our fucking life. And yeah, I think as like potentially business owners that are going to hire people in the future, you have to be able to look through that lens of, well, this guy has a, or a girl has a life and they probably want to leave here at a reasonable time, yeah. you know, if they are being as productive as, you know, we can possibly get within the constraints of their con- of their contract, you know, I'm not going to ask someone to stay after five because what mm. I wouldn't do I wouldn't, that. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to stay here, if I'm going to make that choice and go, well, I'm going to work longer hours, that's a me problem. Mm. You know, that doesn't mean everybody else has to do it just because I fucking do. A couple of other things with small businesses, yeah, you hardly ever get rewarded. There's, 
Because you're your own boss, there's no one saying, oh, you've done a really good job. Yeah. It's just like, it's <laughs> to read it back to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, funnily it's just enough, like on to the next thing. That's been one thing that we've been pretty good with is like, you know, if someone puts a lot of time and effort into something, mm. because there's three of us, the other two can say, oh, that's, you did a good job here. Yeah. You know, you, clearly there is something. Whereas when you're just by yourself, you don't have your mates going. Yeah. And it's important to do that. I mean, if you're going to get into a company and work with your mates, there's some there's dangers to that and mm. rewards. One of the rewards is you've got guys there or girls to support you, but one of the dangers can be like, you know, <clears throat> there is a financial side to all of this and you have to be very clear about expectations and stuff and communication is very important Yeah, because the last thing you want is to lose a mate just because a business didn't work out, you mm. know. And, I mean, I, I assume it happens all the fucking time, really. Yeah, well, one, yeah. like all the research I've done in business was don't ever go into business with friends or family yeah and i always yeah you are (laughs) i i i did always kind of take that on board but with you guys i think we've been through a lot Mm. we've kind of and we worked together before yeah like that's one thing that i think is a caveat to that i don't think you should just randomly jump into business with somebody you've never worked with before because you will be very quickly shown what kind of employee or what kind of uh how motivated they might be or you know what their kind of work output is Mm. um whereas we work together in the military where there is a very high expectation on performance so we've seen each other in the world's shittest situations realistically yeah. and like um i think we've got a different like the next level of trust kind of thing like we yeah. deployed together we we're kind of like yeah had it at some point probably had each other's lives in our hands like yeah we have a lot of trust and yeah it has been extremely different growing a business with two other yeah. people than by myself Solo. um honestly with other people is has been so much better yeah I think, yeah, because I kind of get that feedback, almost that yeah. good, good, you're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. they call you handsome uh, every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah whereas at, on my own, it was never, oh, that's a good job. It was just like, that's done now. What's the next thing? Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, usually the only feedback you get in like a in a company where you sell shit is complaints about, oh, oh, yeah. you know, it's you're constantly really... getting bombarded with people that just aren't happy with what they've got. Yeah. And, I mean, you do your best, realistically. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. we try everything, we test everything, we see every fucking belt that comes through here, um, and we have extremely high standards. But, you know, at the end of the day, expectation versus reality, you know, mm. we're providing a product that, you know, if it doesn't look exactly like, especially with custom shit, you know, if it doesn't look exactly like it did in their head, there can be issues which we will always do our very fucking best to fix mm. you know because we understand customers that. are obviously the most important part of a it's customer of a functioning business if you have yeah. no customers you're never business <laughs> yeah um but it can be pretty demoralizing getting hit with constantly email complaints or like oh i'm not happy with this or how long child said the three of us keep each other accountable as well which yeah also yeah is another accountability big is super important um but it's not all fun and games i mean you get pissed off at each other. Oh, that's normal. But yeah, that is normal, yeah. and you have to know how to communicate about yeah. it. I think because if you just stew on shit that's pissing you off, yeah, you're just gonna get more and more pissed off and not want to do the work that you were previously very passionate yeah. about. And we also just know each other well enough that if one of us is angry over a small thing, yeah. we like we know like we can manage that. It's yeah. not like if there's big things yeah, you communicate. If it's just like. You know, I flipped Marshall's chair last week, <laughs> so I'll just ease off him for a little while until he comes down. <laughs> don't flip my yeah. chair. So I just ask for a little bit of respect. Don't, don't um, leave it out in the middle of the walkway. <laughs> if, if, I can, um, if I can kind of give a bit of advice to anyone out there, if you're a customer as well, just also kind of t- consider what's on the other end. Because I, I have... <laughs> Honestly, for one of my other businesses right now, I have 10 emails that are, I'm probably all bad emails. I don't deal with customer service, so you guys send through whatever you want. Most people have probably probably worked in customer service before, like serving someone in a can or something. And like I have never have, but well, I have for a little bit, but I've just heard nightmares. Mm. With emails, it's such... Like one of the emails I have is just like 
oh, um, can I get an update on my tracking? <laughs> there's, there's no order number. There's the name. It was on Facebook, and his name's different to what he actually ordered with. Like I tried to do the email. It's just yeah. Be not, I know giving, it, not giving you much to work with, really. I know it's like I have um, that person has just made one single order, and they're just tracking that one thing. Whereas I'm sitting here trying to track hundred <laughs> orders, <laughs> and I'm getting emails in. But yeah, like I buy things online as well. And like at the moment, I have a 3D printer that I've bought where I would really like to be like, oh, like, do I have tracking yet? When's it coming? But I guess because I kind of know that I'm just like not and doing Here's that. a fucking hot tip from someone who's not as nice as Nathan. It's going to get there where it get, when it gets there, <laughs> all right? No matter how many fucking times you ask where it is, it doesn't make it any closer to your house. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've got, this is how the world fucking works. This Deal is a good it. point. Brett said putt putt, which is yes. Yeah, so I worked in the arcade. That's the. Oh that's yeah. The, yeah. Usually people are pretty happy there, yeah. though. So with yeah. kids and shit. So. No, I've said parents. No. But, yeah. Um, I was gonna say I would be miserable yeah. in a place like that. But Charlotte said I've had people swear at me, throw coins at me, and smack the shit out of, shit out of the desk at me. I think you're gonna say smack yeah. the shit out of me. <laughs> which um, you need to go to the police. Yeah. Is <laughs> definitely I. I definitely understand that, that I think emails are probably way better because I can read an email and then just go, fuck that guy. Uh, how, <laughs> how am I going to sort this out? I think with face-to-face would be yeah. so much Well, when worse. I was in the bar, it was wild because imagine all of those emails you get, but everybody is drunk yeah. and they're this far away from it. Yeah. Yeah, and they fucking got a point to prove for mm. some unknown reason. You know, they didn't get the beer that they exactly yeah. wanted. I mean, it's a craft beer place, dude. The beers taste different. Deal with it. And even, yeah, I, I even when I go into a shop, if I have a problem, I think about this, but just not a lot of people do. And I'm yeah. I'm very considerate that I'm just, like, it's probably my day off. I'm just chilling in this shop, whereas this person is it's working. working. Honestly, yeah. I think this can all be son of a, don't be a fuckwit <laughs> to people <laughs> in customer service. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, um, we're coming into the last four um, minutes now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. I will, I will say most most people that we deal with that have issues are actually quite good about it. Oh, yeah. I find yeah. Mode, like almost I'm... everyone that messages our page. And we actually get some really nice messages too. Mm. We try to be really transparent. Like with the belts, they can take four to six weeks. Like we know. Yeah. And we understand that's a huge weight. Like you pay all this money now and you have yeah. like six weeks to get. We understand yeah. that's. Yeah, hard. On the flip side, though, if there is literally anything wrong with it, we will do everything we possibly can. Oh, we've, how many, like, we'll replace them straight up. Like, I think, well, that one was wrong. This one was, you probably can't even tell, but I just wasn't happy with it. Yeah, yeah. It looks perfectly fine there. We redid it and we've sent a bunch of them, said to the manufacturer, this isn't right, do it again. Yeah, we are. Just regular people, and we'll try and help as, yeah. And we do give a fuck about the people on the other end. Yeah. With, the other company where, like my other business, where I guess I'm not as, I don't, no one really has a, can put a face to the brand. I'm just more True, of a behind yeah. the scenes. Instantly, it's just an aggressive email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I usually write back with, sorry, like really sorry, trying all this stuff. And then like their next email is usually like, oh, you're a real person. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, just, thanks don't, for, just don't have automated yeah. response and from like <laughs> Outlook or something. With this company, end. we're a lot more transparent. Everyone knows, everyone sees us here. Yeah. We have, there's a face to the brand and people know when they email us, they're emailing a human being. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah, most say, of our customer interaction, I think, it's starting to change, but it's still mostly Instagram. Uh, yeah, so, there is yeah. a big difference between these two brands, though. People mm. contact us with, hey, guys, how are you going? Yeah. Just wondering this. Yeah. Whereas the other one where it looks like a big company, I guess, like kind of like a... Yeah, true. They're just like, where's my order or something? <laughs> um, just a regular dude. Guys. Yeah, Come on. I'll just run down to the shops and grab it for you. And, <laughs> yeah, this experience growing this business has made me definitely want to change the other business yeah. mm. and get my face out there more because it it really shows. It makes our job a lot easier. Yeah. Everyone's a bit more happier, I guess. I don't know. And I think, I mean, yeah, we are probably right on the end. Here, yeah, coming up. 
I think that's pretty it much it. It doesn't cut yeah. us off at an hour, but no. Yeah, we well, can't try to go in that case, thanks for tuning in. We yeah. do really appreciate it. Amber Live at five. We've been going for about an hour. About an hour now. Um, if anyone wants to listen to anything else, we have a bunch of podcasts, both on Spotify and YouTube. The podcast covers a lot of the articles we've written, so we've turned them into a more audible format to make it a bit easier for people that don't like reading so much and we've got a bunch of other stuff on there as well about post-training sessions we've got all of the live at fives on there as well yeah and also one about kind of what is anvil and so we kind of talk about who we are where we came from etc said thanks brett said great show thanks guys thanks everyone everyone. um if anyone wants to find those on spotify it's called the hard way anvil td podcast i was thinking of putting like a sign the hard Mm. way yeah because we we go live here but people don't really know what the podcast is called yeah that'd be cool yeah anyway Anyway. (laughs) um i'll start again no and on youtube i think uh, we've lost it oh no well nath fucked it we lost it on instagram but anyway it's it's Wild West Wednesdays tomorrow. Wild West Wednesdays we're tomorrow. T- we're talking about some talking real bullshit. Shit. We're talking shit tomorrow. We're talking absolute shit. So None of this fucking small business sign, sign mad off, bullshit. Sign us we're off. going ham. We're going we're ham. Going wild. It's going to be fucked up. Wild West Wednesdays. I think...